Hallelujah. Now, as I go through this message, <laughs> I may get high, I may get low, I may get loud, I may get so. Hallelujah. I can't stay still. I can't. <laughs> My feet are just moving because the Holy Ghost is speaking. Hallelujah. And Lord, I praise you for what you are doing in this house. I praise you for how you are working. Hallelujah. A lot of y'all know, well, if you don't know, we reference Teacher Tuesday a lot. Because Teacher Tuesday was a time and a season that we sat with the Lord and we just sucked with him. We, we dived into his word. So as I was thinking about this word, and, and y'all, I'm so different. Hallelujah. When I tell y'all I'm so different because any sermon that I've preached before, I've tried to eloquently write stuff out and try to make it sound perfect. You know why? Because that is how he's called. That is how our Pastor Jay is called. He writes stuff out. He, he connects it. So my brain has always been like, like I, I'm studying the word. I'm, I'm diving in. I know this. I know that. But then it began to get overwhelming. Hallelujah. It began to get overwhelming because out of all the word I know, I'm trying, I'm flipping through the Bible, I'm looking this up, I'm going to different books, I'm trying to connect this scripture to this thing because that is how we learn in here and, and we try to exegete the text, trying to dive in and, and know each scripture and what the number mean and what and what this place mean. And I began to just sit there and say, Lord, I'm I'm going insane because that is not how you call me. Yes, I know your word. Yes, it's on the inside of me. But will I always bring it out perfectly and have this, this David that had the red hair and the picture on the screen and all this stuff written out? Nah, shout it, that ain't me. <laughs> that ain't me. <laughs> that is not me. And I said, your people don't really know me. They don't know how I bring the word. They don't know how I preach because I'm loud. I shout. I scream. I run. I jump. I say, Holy Ghost, have your way. I say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. The tears begin to fall as they are about to do now because I'm just that fiery passionate about the Lord that when I think about the name Jesus, it begins to stir something up on the inside and my mouth begins to move and my eyes begin to get wet and I just can't contain it. Hallelujah. So Lord, have your way. Hallelujah. For you are my strong tower. You are my safe place. You are my refuge. You just make sense to me. I don't have to have a lot of scriptures. If God said it, I said it is so. Amen, amen. I don't have to dive in and get the different definitions of the meaning. If God said it, I say okay, and that is the power of faith. Hallelujah. If he said it, I say okay. So he said he called me to be a pastor. He called me to preach his word. He called me as a teacher. He called me as a mother. And I said, God, okay. Hallelujah. And I was just telling Ethan earlier before we left, because we were having a discussion about attire, clothing. And I was, he started getting pouty, and I was like, it's not my Why do you get mad at me because I am parenting you? And then he started laughing, smiling. I said, don't get mad at me for doing my job. 
I am your parent. That is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to talk to you. I'm supposed to tell you things. So don't start getting your face all frowned up just because I'm doing my job. Was what I told you, was it wrong? No, so why are you mad? <laughs> so, that is, so that is what God is saying. It's like, if God, if God, is God going to tell you something wrong? Then why are you mad? If God is good, then why are you mad? If your father is speaking to you and telling you, thus said the Lord, then why are you mad? Just put on your big girl pants and keep it moving. Say, God, okay, you you beat me today. You know, because a whooping, I tell children all the time, they, they don't want to get a punishment because punishment lasts for like weeks. They would rather just get a beating because the beating lasts for a second and then they can move on to something else. So I would I would encourage you to just get a beating so then you can get, I say, out and move on. But if God puts you on that long-term 40 years in the wilderness type of punishment, that's different. I ain't even gotten to my word yet. Hallelujah. So I was talking about Teacher Tuesday. And as I was preparing for this word, because God just gave it to me today. Because that's just how he rose me. And I remember saying that a long time ago. It's like, what is wrong with me, God, that I can't sit out and write down a, a beautiful sermon for the people ahead of time? And it troubled me because I'm like, I ain't got nothing. God, what are you doing? And God is saying, have I ever let you down? I've always been your provider from day one. He's always, so I'm like, I got to trust in him. Even when I don't know what I'm going to say, even when I don't know what I'm going to preach, Holy Ghost know. So I said, God, I got to trust in you. So as I was sitting with the Lord, as I was centering down, he said, here, take this. And I was like, Lord, you are awesome. So as I was reading, I was going through my phone and I was looking at some stuff and he took me back to April 2018. And I said, God, you are amazing. Because my book, when me and my husband first got together, he, when we first got married, um, the Lord gave him a book to give to me that said it was mine, the book in the Bible, and it was 2 Samuel. And when I went back and I was looking through my phone, I just so happened to see this. April 2019 to Tuesday. And it said, as I study the life of David, I find he spent, this is what I wrote, I find he spent a great deal of his time waiting. David had to wait something like 15 years from the time he was first anointed by Samuel to the time he became king over Judah. It was another seven years before David was anointed king over Israel. This means David waited over 20 years of his life to be made king. How David handled this more than, than two decades delay um, is the subject of this message. That's what I wrote. David's life during the days, um, David's life during the days we have been studying can teach us a great deal about waiting on the Lord. And I put after that and trusting in the strong tower. So I wrote that about five years ago. And as I was reading it, God reminded me of his grace. Because number five, let me give y'all a little stuff. Number five means grace. So God reminded me of his grace. So I've been in the Lord for 20 years. Y'all come on, catch it said David was not fully used 
So after about 20 years, he was even called. So I said, God, I am going to grab onto this season. Because it seemed like you are trying to tell me something. Because God has already prophesied latter rain. I'm in my latter rain season. Meaning that just blessings from my God kids, from my biological kids. God is going to surround me with people that want to hear him. Amen. That's my latter rain. Hallelujah. So God is saying on today, remember his grace over your life. That even though it may not, as pastor preached, it may not look like what you thought it would look like, God is still working. Go back and, re and read the things that I've already told you. Remember five years ago when I spoke over you. That David spent a lot of time waiting. But guess what? In David's waiting, he just wasn't sitting there doing nothing. He was still working in his waiting. He was preparing himself to become king. He was preparing himself to be used by God. So God is asking you on today, are you preparing yourself to be used by him? So Psalms 27, 1 through 10, I'm going to read this and I'm going to do my little spiel and I'm going to get out your way. Psalms 27, 1 through 10, and I'm going to read the NLT version. And I'm just going to read straight through it. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to. Break it down, I'm going to read straight through it, and then I'm going to give y'all a little word, and I'm going to get out of the way, okay? Amen. The Lord is my light and my salvation, so why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger, so why should I tremble? Now, as I read these scriptures, y'all said I'm going to stop, but it's so good. As I read these scriptures, y'all, I need y'all to hear the power of God in these words. And I need y'all to put yourself in this scripture. The Lord is my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? Question mark. The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger. So why should I tremble? Question mark. When evil people come to devour me, when my enemies and foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though a mighty army surrounds me, that's all y'all stuff, your mighty army surrounds me, my heart will not be afraid. Even if I am attacked, even if I am attacked, my heart will not be afraid. I will remain confident. The one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek most, is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in his temple. For he will conceal me from there. He will conceal me there when troubles come. He will conceal me there when troubles come. He will hide me in his sanctuary. God will hide you in, in his loving arms, in his sanctuary. He will place me out of reach on a high rock. This is for me, y'all. I don't know if it's for you, but this is good to me. He will place me out of reach on a high rock. Then I will hold my head high above my enemies who surround me. At his, at his sanctuary, I will offer sacrifices with shouts of joy. I'm singing and praising the Lord with music. Hear me as I pray, O oh Lord. 
be merciful and answer me. My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. That's what the Lord is saying to us. God is saying, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. Do not turn your back on me. Do not reject your servant in anger. You have always, you have always been my helper. Don't leave me now. Right now in this moment, Lord, don't leave me now. Don't abandon me. Oh, God of my salvation, even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. Y'all got to catch that last part. Because a lot of people struggle with abandonment. A lot of people struggle with just being left or being rejected. And God is saying that he will hold you close. He will not abandon you. And as I read these particular scriptures, I know we talked a lot about enemies, but God revealed to me that we can be our own enemies. So as I was reading that, I was putting myself in the way of myself. I was putting my hand in stuff. I was my own enemy. And that's the worst kind of enemy to have because you just hitting it and you're putting yourself. You're looking in the mirror and you see yourself. You're talking about yourself and you're hitting yourself. Like all the words are coming back to yourself. You are your worst enemy. So what you speak and what you do holds power. So allow God to be your strong tower. Your own personal lighthouse. So I did a sermon before about that anchor. Now I'm talking about the lighthouse. But that's just those visuals, that, that beacon of light that flashes in the midst of the dark. That strong tower that don't waver. That's, that's built on a sound foundation. So allow God to be your strong tower, your own personal lighthouse. Casting out the shadows and darkness in your life. Even when you don't see a way out during the storm. Even when I don't understand, God, how you are going to use me or how you are going to do this thing, I am going to focus on that light. <clears throat> Even when you are uncomfortable in your body, in your situation, in your life, period. When you are uncomfortable, because that is the thing that I'm leaning into on today. Even when you are uncomfortable, don't brush it off. Because I told my minister and, and pastor one, one time when we was talking about Bible study. And I said, I don't want to miss what God is doing in this season. Even when I feel uncomfortable. Even when I feel like, oh, they going to receive me. Oh, oh, they didn't answer. Oh, they didn't. In, in the word I say, they going to. God said, I'm pressing into that. So I'm encouraging y'all to press into that thing that's uncomfortable because God is trying to teach you something in your uncomfortable state. Don't retreat from it. Go press into it because don't miss what God is trying to take you through. Because when you get on the other side, oh, it's going to be glorious. It's going to be a falling off. It's going to be a breakthrough. You're going to have power. Your back is going to be strong. You won't be weak when the storm of life starts coming your way. When you lean into that thing that's uncomfortable. Hallelujah. JJ, I'm about to come in. The lighthouse equals hope and security. And I said, Lord, I praise you because 
When I gave my life to the Lord, when I was on my hands and knees trying to get low enough and saying, God, I need you in my life. The one thing that I prayed for was security. That's the one thing I kept saying over and over and over again. As I said, God, save me. Come into my life. Pick me up off this floor because I can't get up by myself. I need security because I've been let down in life so much. Everything was so wavering. Husband let me down, cheated. First one, not this one. Get it right. Let me down. I was the hard worker. I was the one that kept the job. I didn't have no security and, and no physical thing on this earth. So God, I said, I need something spiritual. I need something supernatural because this earth thing ain't working. This earth thing ain't working. Y'all need some heavenly things. Put that on the shirt. These earth things ain't working. Y'all need some heavenly things. Hallelujah. So this lighthouse equals hope. And security. It symbolizes you know, it symbolizes direction and guidance. So God is leaving us without an excuse. He said, I shine so bright that you can see me miles away in the darkness. That I'm forever directing and guiding you. But sometimes we like, is it I see a light flashing, but I'm gonna turn this way. Because it might be a different light, or it might be something something different on this side. But God is saying, no, I'm, I'm right here. I'm, I'm the tallest thing. I'm, I'm guiding you through these winds. I'm telling you what direction to go. Stop getting in your own way, Pastor T. I'm showing you the direction. When you are uncomfortable in the skin, in your skin, in the skin that God poured you in, Look to the light. It's always on, always flashing, always providing, always healing, always ready to embrace us, even when we turn our backs on the light. It's a warm embrace. Believe that the flesh God put you in is meant to be used just as he called you. Just as you are. A lot of times I was thinking about how in the world, how we like, I'm trying to work on my mouth. I'm trying to stop gossiping. I'm trying to stop lusting. But God is saying all those things that you're saying you're trying to do, use them for me. Don't stop. Just turn it. Gossip about me. You know how many people get word if you just gossip about Jesus? If you know that you are a gossiper, God said it's okay. Just gossip about me. And watch me work. If you lust, lust after me. And watch me work. It's like we take those words and we try to make them negative. But God is saying there is still power in, in, in my big mouth. You know, we try to say I'm trying to work on my mouth. God said, use it for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So it's 20 years later for me. 20 years later. And just like David, just like David, God, I am ready. And I am trying my best to be unafraid of this fire that is within me. I will trust and have confidence in who you have made me to be. 
Even if the people are not ready to receive me, I am ready to receive you, my Father. Send me, Lord, I'll go. I know, God, I've said that so many times and times and times before, and I believe I went, but God sent me fully, and I'll go. I will not smuggle your Holy Ghost. I will keep my eyes on the lighthouse, my strong tower, for in me there is strength. In you, there is strength because God placed it there. So stop doubting the strength that you already have. Stop saying it's too hard. I can't do it. It ain't been working that way anyway. It's been difficult that way anyway. So God is saying, if it's going to be hard, let it be hard with me because I will lift the burden. I will get you through. I am strong enough. But I just need you to recognize the strength that I've placed inside of you. And it's so crazy because as I was, as I got the title of this word, and I just said, mm, God, you are amazing. I can't ever doubt you. I gotta trust in you. Because me, Pastor T, my name Tara. It means strong tower. <laughs> and I didn't, and it didn't come back to me until I was doing this and meditating on his word. He said, your name means strong tower. So you have had a plan for me. So God has had a plan for me since my birth. Just like David. So I'm telling y'all, I'm encouraging you. This is another encouragement. That God has had a plan for you since your birth. And sometimes we derail his plan and take the wide road. But God is saying, come back to the narrow road because I got a plan for you that's been planted and seeded inside of you and I'm ready to sprout. I'm ready for you to recognize that I am the strength that you need. I am your strong tower. Jesus is enough. Whatever it is you're going through, Jesus is enough. Y'all, y'all don't, y'all gotta believe in that. You can't keep leaving this church house. As my little Kaiser would say, the church house. Y'all can't keep leaving the church house the same way. Oh, I honest, honest. Thank you, Miss Because Joy's gonna listen to this and she was like, I got it wrong. It's honest. He says, the church house. So I'm encouraging y'all to get it right before it's too late. That's, that's what I'm doing. That bluntly so that sin is sin, but God is God. And he's tired of the excuses. When you say, God, I'm trying, he know if you're really trying. He know if you're still going back doing the same thing, going back talking the same way, going back wearing the same stuff. Shacking? Yes. He knows. If you say, God, I'm trying, you're really not. If you're still going home to an unmarried house. If you say, God, I'm trying, but you got on these clothes that saying, see me, you're really not trying. Because the only person that should be seeing you is your strong tower. Hallelujah. 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 If you say, God, I'm dealing with stuff, 
Mentally, my Bible says in James 1 and 8 that an unstable man, uh, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And I was thinking about that thing. This is something sidebar of my sermon. A double-minded man, I was like, okay, God, are you saying people that have, like, depression or, like, all of these anxiety issues? Because when we have mental illness, it's like our mind is something else, right? It's double mind. We waver a lot. So God is saying a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. But if you trust in the strong tower, I can even work that situation out. Because I know the world will have us think that all this mental stuff, if we try to drug it up, talk it out. But God is saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And the light that gives life. So look to the strong tower for which your help will come from. Amen. 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 Y'all come on together. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah.